All right, going live with Liz Cheney. Going live. All right, Liz, tell us what's going on. If January 6th can't convince Republicans to reject Donald <clears throat> Trump, what can? Well, I think that as a nation, whether we're Republicans or Democrats or independents, we all have to reject that. And we can agree that there are certain issues we're never going to agree on politically, but we have to come together, you know, across those party lines uh, in order to protect ourselves against against that kind of threat. So, so you've said you're going to work against election deniers. If it's not Trump, and if it's if it's somebody like Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley. All right, uh, before Liz Cheney gets to Ron DeSantis and uh, Ted Cruz, what she has to say about Ted Cruz, um, welcome to GamCast for August 22nd, 2022. Cloudy day in Atlanta, likely to get more agua. Anyway, um, folks, uh, today I'm out sounding a little different for a variety of reasons. Got a lot of stuff to cover. Obviously, Cheney uh, teaches is striking up there in Ohio. I'm going to tell you why that's important. Uh, Pro-impeachment Republicans are losing despite big war chests. I'll tell you about that, too. Very, 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 very slow news day today. So, as per usual, when it's a slow news day, that means I've got a lot to talk about. Before I talk about that, i got to talk about that i got another strike from YouTube. So today, I have tried my best, and I should be live streaming on Rumble. Those of you who watch on Rumble, hopefully you're seeing this. I don't know if you're not. If you're not, then don't worry. <laughs> the video will record, and I will be able to upload it to Rumble and other places later. I'm probably going to get a little bit more active on Locals. Um, this is my second strike. I'm not nearly as upset as I was from the first strike. Um, you know, Again, for those of you who heard the August 19th or Friday's podcast, uh, a couple of you reached out and said it was very good. Thank you. Um, I don't know why, but they claimed that I talked about the election. They claimed that I spread the false information about the election. Specifically, they claimed that I spread information that the that fraud somehow would have changed the election. I, I, I don't know where they came from. I listened to it again this morning. I never do that. I hate listening to my own podcast. After I finish, I'm done. I very rarely ever go back and look. I did. I didn't do that. The only thing I did is I talked discussed Sam Harris, right? And he was talking about rigging elections. Now, folks, this is I've gotten a lot of copyright strikes, and so I've gotten used to those, and those have I've talked about this before. You gotta understand specifically this. The algorithm does it. And when the algorithm does it, the computer hears Saturday Night Live or it hears a bit from Dave Chappelle and, and it just contacts YouTube and you get a very specific email and it gives you two options. It says, Hey, you can cut this and we'll put it back up, no problemo. Or you can appeal it. And I always have appealed it, and I'm a lawyer. I understand how to tell them that it's fair use, fair deal, and that kind of thing. Now, uh, just so I want you to understand how specific that is. When they do this, they just claim, hey, um, you know, you violated our community guidelines about the election. And I'm like, I didn't even talk about the election. Not to mention, folks, I want you to understand, this is the second time they've done this to me. So I, after the first time, I'm not, I promise you, on Friday, I, I had no mental state of trying to violate those rules. The last thing I want to do is lose the small but growing following I have on YouTube. The last thing I want to do. I had an innocent state of mind. I didn't want to do it. I don't believe I did do it. But the fact that it took them about three days tells me it wasn't a computer. It was a person, which also tells me now that for some reason, for whatever reason, they're on to me. So I, I'm just, I've got to make the transition over. But, folks, I'll tell you all this because it's important. One, this is how they get and how they ruin content creators. This is what they do. Okay, because A, it discourages you. And believe me, I am discouraged as I say this. Two, it took, I wasted about an hour of my morning trying to figure out, 
right? How to go um, live on Rumble. I tried to look at locals. I couldn't really figure out how to do it that way. So I, lo- I lose time. And this is exactly what they want to do. They, they, they want to uh, discourage you and they want to keep you from being able to get the information. That is. Anyway, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't. I, I, I feel pretty confident about Rumble. So what I think I'm going to try to do, those of you who are on the Rumble, uh, you're fine. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Those of you who listen to the podcast, you're fine. Just keep on doing what you're doing. That I'm not worried about, at least not in the immediate future. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to appeal YouTube because it doesn't matter. I mean, they're just going to say, I told those of you who listened last time, they just say, oh, yeah, we listened, and yeah, you violated it. They don't give you any specifics. They don't say, here's the line, here's what you said. They don't do any of that. Folks, these people are communist fascists. They are. I mean, that's just communist fascism, right? I've got a bit in the day from John Kennedy, if I can get to it, and uh, it will sort of help explain the way these people think. But um, nobody would do that to a person. It's basically, we claim you violated a rule. We're not going to tell you where. not going to tell you how. If you want to appeal, sure. You can appeal to us. And then we won't tell you how we figured out you were wrong or specifically into that. So anyway, i got to move on. So let's get it back to Liz Cheney because she's part and partial of this problem. But again, this is ABC News, folks. Now, I forget the name of the guy who's interviewing her here. It doesn't really matter. But he's horrified by January 6th. Liz Cheney is horrified by January 6th. So we all must be horrified by January 6th, right? So anyway, Liz Cheney continues. Now, I want you to understand, Ted Cruz is one of the more powerful Republicans out there. Ron DeSantis, in every poll I've seen, comes up, uh, you know, a distant but second to Trump. So Liz Cheney, it's not about January 6th. It's not even about Trump now. Now it's about Ted Cruz, right, Josh Hawley, and Ron DeSantis. She's not a Republican. She never was. She doesn't believe in anything other than if you disagree with Liz Cheney, you're not welcome. Because she continues. At least I thought she was going to continue. These are all people that have tied themselves very closely uh, to Trump. Will you oppose them? And could you see yourself supporting any of them? Uh, It would be very difficult when you look at somebody like Josh Hawley or somebody like Ted Cruz, both of whom uh, know better, both of whom know exactly what the role of Congress is is in terms of our constitutional obligations with respect to uh, presidential elections, uh, and yet both of whom took steps that that fundamentally threatened um, the the constitutional order and structure in the aftermath of the last election. So, you know, in, in my view, they they both uh, have made themselves unfit for future office. What about DeSantis? Now, what she's talking about there, making yourself unfit for future office, okay? I I want you to understand what she's talking about, or at least what, again, because there's no specifics here. You don't don't have to be specific, right? But what she appears to be talking about, all right, is the fact that they were willing to, uh, 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 you know, prepare to object under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, right? Now, just think about that. I mean, understand what she's saying. She's a constitutionalist, you understand. And her point is, if you follow the procedures of the law that's been on the books for well nigh two, well, not 200 years, but 150 plus years, right? Why, that's election denying, and that's improper. That's not following the Constitution. That's absurd. It's, it, it's rank absurdity. I mean, they're entitled to their opinion. If you don't like their opinion, you can say, I don't like your opinion. Because you have that opinion, I think people should vote against you. All legitimate and proper. But to say because you have an opinion, you are unfit for office, you're disqualified, that's about as un-American as you can get. 
Yet, Liz Cheney, and again, the the insult to the injury, just take your $35 million, Liz, and go somewhere away from where we are. Stop talking. Of course, she's not going to because she's going to make more millions uh, talking about this nonsense. But just think about that basic point. In America, you can do something and you're now unfit. And by this do something is to have a disagreement or an opinion I don't like. Not murder somebody, not commit a felony, anything like that. You, you, you were just ready to take a position that I didn't like and you're unfit. She continues. Now, this is Ron DeSantis, who, as years I can tell, was nowhere near to Capitale on January 6th. Let's hear about what Ron did. Let's hear about what Ron DeSantis did. <laughs> is somebody who is right now campaigning for election deniers. Uh, and I now, think... <laughs> election deniers. <laughs> I think I, I've had a tweet in the back of my head. I hadn't been able to put it together yet, but... Folks, when did when did this whole denier thing come? Climate denier, right? Climate denier, right? Uh, it was all Holocaust deniers when I first ever heard of it, which I didn't like it then, but whatever. Now there's climate deniers, there's election deniers. You know, I, I, I'm folks. My I have two things up on YouTube that have uh, been hit. One they permanently took down, and they're probably going to keep August nineteenth permanently down. Neither of which have anything to do with denying anything. In fact, you'll recall I say all the time I'm not taking any position on what happened with the 2020 election. Purposely, and yet they pull you down. Anyway, so this term denier, right, is is just a new smear job that Liz is using. So anyway, so now, in a di- so for Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley, you are taking a political position on, you know, something that happens and by the way, but just before I forget, when she says Congress's role, what you understand, she's thrown in with the Democrats on this one. In other words, Congress's role is nothing. January 6th is a nullity to her. Well, the way they think it should work is uh, whenever ABC or CBS or NBC or whoever declares that so-and-so has won the election, that's it. That's the end of that. There's none of this Electoral College stuff. Well, riddle me this, Batman. Why does the 12th Amendment and the Electoral Count Act of 1887 have all these procedures to go in and object? Well, it has it because you're not elected by the popular vote in the United States of America. Okay, You are elected in the Electoral College, and those votes are not counted and certified until January 6th based on procedures laid out by the Electoral Count Act of 1887, which Congress can change if it so sees fit, but it has not. So riddle me this there, Liz Cheney. Why is it we have a certification process if Congress's role is nothing? That's your new viewpoint because you find yourself in the unusual position that the Democrats control the media and every institution out there, and any way they can, they're going to declare their candidate won. And then there's no way to get around it. That's just all this is. If Biden had ended up on the short end of the stick by 30, 30, 35, 45,000 votes, as did Trump, you can better believe there would have been Heck to pay on January 6th with all the protesting and all the uh, counting of the ballots and all the non-certifications and the whatnots that went on. Let's listen to hear a little bit more about this. DeSantis supports election deniers. That is something that that I think people have got to have real pause about. You know, either you fundamentally believe in and will support uh, our constitutional structure or you don't. Okay, so um, Liz, yeah, you're canceled. All right, so uh, here you go. MB's new NBC poll finds threat to democracy has overtaken the cost of living as the most important issue facing the country. 
folks, those of you who think November, it, the, the, the Republicans is a shoe in to take the House, and you know they might even keep, get the Senate. This is propaganda at its best. Now, folks, there's a lot of problems with this NBC poll. I've already seen that. I, I don't think it's genuine. Uh, I could get into it, but just trust me. Take, take that poll with a grain of salt. This is a poll that is meant to influence, not um, not tell you what public opinion is. But, folks, you can't be too surprised for people to think that because that's all the Democrats talk about 24-7, as if somehow they're a threat to democracy. And just so you get how threatened democracy is, because I'm speaking to you broadcasting here while I'm still able to do it. I I can't believe they're coming after me. Anyway, so while I'm still able to do it um, from the free state of Georgia and the lockdown city of Atlanta, and um, anyway, and the other day I got in the mail some, I don't know, some advertisement said something about voting. I, just, I didn't think much about it. I just figured somehow or another, I've gotten myself on Stacey Abrams' list. I get emails. She's got my work email. She's got my personal email. Apparently, she somehow got my mailbox and all that. So I just didn't think much of it. And then I thought, well, let me just think. It could be a, a hoax. or Maybe it's not. So I opened it up. And apparently, unbeknownst to me, right? I've been voting here since 1997, I am able to get an, an absentee ballot today. Today, I can get an absentee ballot, and now I can vote. Now, folks, we're about 70-plus days away from the election. November 8th, let's go back September 8th, August 8th, well, not quite. I didn't do that right. October 8th, September 8th, right. So that's that's 60 days, right? And then they get back to, you're talking about, I don't know, uh, you know, a lot of days until the election. Why in the world should I be able to vote? No excuse absentee ballot if this were a Jim Crow state. It's obviously not a Jim Crow state. And that came right in my mailbox. I didn't ask for it. It told me everything I needed to do. And then, of course, Stacy sent me an email this morning, or actually last night, saying tomorrow when you get up, go ahead and vote for Stacy now, et cetera, et cetera. Now, folks, I want you to understand, this Jim Crow 2.0, I don't know how in the world they know that you know how to do Jim Crow, but... Folks, these people, that's all they talk about 24-7. That's how threats to democracy gets to where it is. And when I say the poll is not a legitimate poll, I think it's skewed towards Democrats. So I don't believe that if you really did a genuine poll, if you got Trafalgar out there to do a poll, I don't think he's going to have threats to democracy at 21% and leading, and by the way, by a mile in this poll. But it would still be up there. So it's still concerning. But let's go ahead, just so you're informed here. Cost of living, or threats to democracy, 21%. So that's a top issue. Cost of living, 16%. Jobs in the economy, essentially the same thing, which is another trick they do. They take cost of living jobs in the economy. To me, that'd be one. That would get us to 30, easily the number one uh, voter issue. But no, no, no. Let's break it up into two. Another little trick there that you know we can call, you know, we can see the stitches on the fastballs, Rush used to say. Immigration, 13%. Climate change, 9%. Guns, 8%. Abortion, 8%. Crime, 6%. If you think crime ought to be that far down, other and then the coronavirus apparently somehow makes an appearance. Anyway, folks, uh, a little skewed poll out there. All right, folks, this made it into my lineup as number three. I've told you before how I'd do it. Now, the number one story, I don't think is Liz Cheney, but I have to do it because now I don't start with the old landing ground speech of Winston Churchill as I used to. Now I use a live 
recent video. See, you know, so that skews it a little bit. But I think this is a very important story everybody should know. And really all you need to know is the headline. Teachers at Ohio's largest school district vote to strike just before the start of the school year. The reason I tell you this, folks, is very simple. All right. You used to be, as a government worker, ineligible to strike. That was part of the bargain because you're striking against the people. You see, we the people, the government of the people. You can't strike against the people. You can strike against a private sector. Why is that? Well, let's think about this, folks. There are certain things that we got to have to have a society. We got to have police. We got to have roads. We got to have government. Right, got to have all. Got to have defense. All these things got to have mail. Right, all these things got to have. Those were given to the government to do, not because we just felt like you know we should give the government to them. It's the things that we need to have a society. They're the things we all agree upon. Right, they've got to run twenty four seven, three sixty five. You can't call the cops up. Oh, we're on strike. We're so we really love to help you. Sorry about the crime problem there. Sorry about to get murdered, but we're on strike. Sorry. So people used to understand that. Now we have reached the level of idiocy that people think it's okay for the government to strike. Not to mention, everyone knows, and these whatever their demands is or are, we're going to see that it's something to do with something that could be worked out in another way. All right, striking in this manner not only is it improper because those things have to run twenty four seven three sixty five, but we all know that because of that fact, we give them certain allowances that other people don't get. So one of the best deals out there, folks, is to get a uh, government job at 25, right, and work 25 years till you're 50, and then you can get a pension. Now, nobody else gets that kind of thing but public employees. And part of the reason they get that is not going to be able to strike. Now, you would want to strike because, you know, it's the people, and you're already getting a pretty sweet deal, right? But again, this is the type of thing that happens when people lose their common sense. When you've got 50% of the people that, you know, um, can't be reasoned with, they can't be logic with, you can't explain to them, this person came, he, he or she has this policy, right? Gas prices, oil prices, everything is going to go up because they have this policy to get rid of that. You see, they're not even going to listen to you. It's the same thing that's going to happen here. You're going to have teachers go, well, I tell you what, you think you're sending Johnny to school next week? Well, au contraire, you're not, unless you give me a 25% raise. I don't know what their demands are. I don't care. They shouldn't be able to do it. It shouldn't be happening in the United States of America, but it is. All right. Juan Williams has an article out there today. And folks, you know what it means when Juan Williams has an article. The Democrats have called Juan on the telephone on Saturday or Sunday, maybe Friday last week. And they said, Juan, here's our talking points for next week. Go out there to the Hill and make sure everybody understands what our talking points is. And Juan dutifully Prints an article. It looks like it came out at 5.15 this morning. Uh, Juan Williams, will GOP women stand with Cheney? Hmm, that's interesting. Why would anybody stand with Cheney? You saw what happened in uh, in uh, Wyoming. She got bounced out on her ear. What does Cheney have to do with women? Nothing, by the way, nothing. She got 73% of the vote out there the last time she ran, right? Liz Cheney, as we proved earlier in the show today, she doesn't respect nor care for the Constitution. That's fine. That's fine, Liz. But, you know, the Constitution and the Republican Party are like joined. They're like this. They're joined at the hip. I mean, Reagan and the Republican Party, Lincoln, kind of hard to pull, you know, a, be, being a Republican if you don't believe in the Constitution. Anyway, let's see what's going on here. A new political action committee or PAC. 
Thanks, Juan. That's brilliant. Aimed at preventing former President Donald Trump from ever coming close to the over orifice again is being led by a woman. Okay, I'm not really sure why that's significant. And Representative Liz Cheney is likely to be arm-in-arm with several other Republican women in taking a defiant stand against Trump. Bobby Kilberg, a major GOP fundraiser who helped Cheney raise money in the past, told the Wall Street Journal last week, the congresswoman will, quote, have plenty of money to fund her fight against Trump inside the GOP. Cheney might get support from Elaine Chow and Betsy DeVos, two prominent Republican women. They both resigned from Trump's cabinet to protest his role in inciting the violence uh, attack on January 6th on the Capitol. And don't forget these women, conservative and TV friendly, ready to follow Cheney's lead. Carly Ferriona, uh, we know who she is. Christine Todd Whitman, we know who she is. Barbara Comstock, don't know who she is. The former Virginia, oh yeah, she was on CNN yesterday. All willing to pay the political price for calling out Trump Republicans who have fallen under Trump's spell. We have seen enough, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and make the call here. Here's what, here's what the Democrats have told Juan that they need to go out there and spread. Is that now, if you don't support Liz Cheney, you also hate women. Wow. Okay. Now, folks, that's kind of, uh, again, despicable. But what else can we expect from Juan and the left these days? By the way, it's interesting. I I really think this is kind of funny in here and here. Uh, All are willing to pay the political price for calling out Republicans who are falling under Trump's spell. Let's see. Let's take a look at Let's do a little logicking. You know, we like to logic on the Great American Mail. Let's do that. All right. Carly Furiana, uh, toast, burnt toast, has no future at all. Christine Todd Whitman. Same. Barbara Comstock. I never heard of her until I happened to see her when I was at my gym yesterday. Because the only place I, as you know, I don't have cable. So what political price? Then there's Representative Jamie Herrera, who just lost out there in Washington. There's no political price. You're done. You're as dead as fried chicken. There's no political price. But there is a political benefit, apparently, from going against Trump because you'll get a lot of money that you can use and throw parties. Anyway. All right. Pro-impeachment Republicans lost to Trump-backed challengers despite large war chests. Folks, I put this in the can today because a lot of people, it's another one of the hoaxes that they've been pulling for a long time. They claim that money basically translates to political power. And the reason they pulled that hoax is because they want to convince people that to give them money. And it's worked. I mean, you can raise a lot of money. You want to understand, one of the ways, if you want to understand what's going on, you'll say, why would, why would the Democrat Party get rid of the Keystone Pipeline when the Keystone Pipeline was going to keep 50,000 jobs in Democrat states and they were going to be good union jobs? That doesn't make any dag-blank sense. I mean, they like unions and they like jobs in their states. Why would they do that? Well, one answer would be the quote-unquote environment, right? The other answer is their donors... You know, even though it's bad for the state and bad for those individuals and bad for unions on a small scale, people open up the checkbook like you wouldn't believe. Something virtue signal like that's worth millions upon millions upon millions. Okay, and again, that money, as we're going to see here in a minute, that money goes to line the the coffers. They can pay their friends, right? They can pay for studies. They can pay for polls. They can pay for trips. They can go have think tanks. It's a lot of money. You can pay salaries. You know, figure out ways to make it tax free and the like. So anyway, just don't believe that money always translates because it doesn't. It's all part of the hoax. And just as you see here, I mean, we'll go in here. Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming spent $8 million in her reelection bid against primary challenger uh, Harriet Hageman, who spent just $3.5 million on her campaign. Yet Cheney did something that well-funded incumbents rarely do. She lost. And the point here is 
this is a perfect example to make this point to you that I don't know that I've made any time on any broadcast. I meant to, or if I did, <coughs> excuse me, I only made it tangent, tangentially. But it's important to understand, right? And especially nowadays, and this is another trick they pull, you don't need near as much money now because it's easier to get messaging down, right? Money was still wouldn't control what would happen um, even 20, 20, 30 years ago. But now it has even less control than it did then. So um, uh, it turns out Governor uh, of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, slams proposal that deletes Benjamin Franklin from history curriculum in Virginia. Now, folks, um, I I just threw this in here because I saw it. And again, you know, I'm a big fan of the founders and the Constitution and the like. And it just goes to show they start with Jefferson. They start with Washington. Oh, the evil, nasty, disgusting Virginia slave owners. Oh, white nationalists. They were Nazis before Nazis. Uh, you got to get rid of them, of course. And then they get to Ben Franklin, who never had a slave, who wasn't in favor of slavery, who wasn't from the evil South. Benjamin Franklin, folks. They're getting rid of Benjamin Franklin up there in Virginia. So anyway, it is what it is. All right, uh, folks, this is Jake Tappa. And those of you who think that CNN is moving towards an objectivity, more news-centric cycle because they got rid of Mr. Potato Head Jr., otherwise known as Little Brian Stelter. Little Brian Stelter out there, he's gotten fired because he has no ratings and no talent to go along with it. You know, it just cracks me up. <laughs> Brian Stelter, literally, Trump was the golden goose. I mean, Trump was so big, he made everybody, he, you know, what is it they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. I mean, Trump lifted all the boats. Even untalented Stelter and Don Lemon had shows because Trump made it easy for everybody. Stelter was right in there trying to get rid of Trump, and then, you know, he lasted, what, a year and a half before they finally, and believe me, folks, in a rational universe, he would have lasted about two months. But anyway, just in case you're wondering, this is uh, Jake Tapper over there at the new objective, news-centric um, uh, CNN out there, and he is talking to a candidate in a race that could very, very well be close. In fact, I'm gonna while this is playing, I'm going to try to see if I can go find somewhere else something I wanted to bring up. I may have to cover it tomorrow. We shall see. But um, anyway, uh, he's talking to Mark Kelly, who's in a competitive race out there in Arizona. And just take a listen to the quote-unquote question from Jake Tapper here. I want to ask you about your Republican opponent in the upcoming... Uh, my computer. No, I'm ready for you this time. Ha-ha. Let's do it again. Back it up. Go. I want to ask you about your Republican opponent in the upcoming uh, Arizona Senate election. Uh, he says... Democrats want to, quote, change the demographics of the country. He has openly embraced Donald Trump's election lies. He has the support of a lot of openly racist, uh, notorious individuals. Uh, your, uh, the Arizona uh, Republican nominee for governor uh, says the President Biden isn't a legitimate president. He, she says she wants her Democratic opponent in jail. Uh, the Republican nominee for Secretary of State in Arizona. He's a self-proclaimed member of the Oath Keepers. Um, you hold the seat once filled by John McCain who was a conservative, but he did work across the aisle. He was very critical of voices like the ones I just mentioned, not them specifically, but that kind of what he would call Looney Tunes. Um, What's happened to the Arizona Republican Party? All right, folks, 48 seconds. If you were watching on the Rumble, because we have have so far been canceled for a week from the YouTubes. Don't even know if we're going to go back. But um, if you're listening, you just have to take my word for it. I'm looking dead at 48 seconds. 48 seconds. As a, you know, Fred Flintstone jump in the air, have the legs moving before he hits the ground. Think about that. And we're going to re-listen to it. Because, I mean, who's running Who's running for the Senate here in Arizona? I, I, it sounds like Jake Tapper to me. Um, I'm not going to go through all what these people are saying here. 
But you got to be kidding me, folks. Now you get to run for uh, senator, at least in Arizona, and you don't even have to camp. You're kind of like Biden. It's, it's the Biden plan. Just call it, you know, put a lid on it at noon, and from the basement, next thing you know, you're a senator from Arizona. Take a listen to this. Jake Tapper, this is a question. Now, I already did it once, but it's important. Let's listen to it again. This is a question. Again, tell me if this person is asking a question or running for senator uh, on behalf of Mark Kelly. Take a listen. I want to ask you about your Republican opponent in the upcoming uh, Arizona Senate election. Uh, he says... Democrats want to, quote, change the demographics of the country. He has openly embraced Donald Trump's election lies. He has the support of a lot of openly racist, uh, notorious individuals. Uh, your, uh, the Arizona uh, Republican nominee for governor uh, says the President Biden isn't a legitimate president. He, she says she wants her Democratic opponent in jail. Uh, the Republican nominee for Secretary of State in Arizona, he's a self-proclaimed member of the Oath Keepers. Um, you hold the seat once filled by John McCain who was a conservative, but he did work across the aisle. He was very critical of voices like the ones I just mentioned, not them specifically, but that kind of what he would call Looney Tunes. Um, what's happened to the Arizona Republican Party? Anyway, um, I'm not going to comment. I'm not even going to let you hear what Mark Kelly has to say. If you want to, go, go, go find it yourself. It's just there's nothing to say. I mean, literally, this guy is claiming to be news. He spent 48 seconds Basically, what's happened to your opposition? I mean, how could anybody? I mean, what is going? Looney Tunes. And, and th- th- this is somebody, again, who a lot of people out there, and I think good intentioned people like the former Dilbert guy, like they'll literally reference him as somebody that, oh, you know, he's a fair guy. Jake Tapper over there at CNN, he's fair. Anyway, uh, you got to be careful who you listen to. Make no mistake, if Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. were alive today, he would be stigmatized as woke. And attacked accordingly. That's from Dan Blather out there, who, you know, again, <laughs> talk about saying the quiet part out loud. I mean, he was always biased. Now he's biased upon biased upon biased. Folks, I noticed this over the weekend. I don't know why it's coming up. Because, again, it's not Dr. King weekend. That's in January. Uh, I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know why Dr. King's in the news, but this is, this is part of what they're doing for November, right? And, again, I want you to understand how it works here, folks. Right, there's no negotiating with these people. Right, it's like the, what is it? Uh, the, I forget the Roman warrior or, or somebody once said, uh, "Don't quote laws to men with swords." I mean, you you cannot logic or rationalize with these people. Right, so look, folks, we've given you a holiday. Every every city I've ever been into has a Martin Luther King drive. Everybody professes professes love. King is great. King is great. King is great. King is wonderful. Oh, you know what? You people would hate him. No, you, you really do hate him. It's just like, I don't know what you can do. But again, I'm seeing it a lot out there. I'm, I'm pretty sure it has to do with, again, trying to racialize and stigmatize the November election so they'll somehow be have something to do with race when they really don't. So anyway, Germany ruling out extending their last three nuclear power plants. will shut them down December 31st, 2022, which, if you're counting, is about four or five months from now, folks. Okay? in the middle of the winter with a natural gas shortage and electricity rates around 10 times normal. Now, folks, I understand that's Germany. I'm not saying what they do in Germany we're going to do here. I'm not saying that necessarily. Actually, I'm saying that. Okay, folks, just get ready. These people are committed, and they're nuts. It's like Margaret Thatcher once said back in the, I believe it was the 70s, when the Tories, you know, the conservatives winning election after election after election. She was famous for saying, you know, one of these days... 
Labor's going to win an election, guys, and we just better hope that when they do, they're sane. These people, they're not sane people. Uh, for following up on the, uh, on the well, I'm going to have to refresh this. Anyway, so the Biden administration, they're not far behind the Germanans. I mean, really not at all. I mean, what happens in Germany that comes here. The Europeans are ahead, and now the, what's happened is the, the left, it used to be, see, in Europe you had left and lefter. There was never really any quote-unquote conservative party. And now the Democrats have basically kind of created that. And you'll see one of the things that about this Cheney thing is we're going to cover it in the coming months. Cheney is trying to morph out a sort of, you know, sort of anti-constitutional, uh, you know, leftist republicanism. That's part of what they're doing. And they're going to pay her handsomely to do it. So that what you're going to have is you're going to have the De- Democrat Party, which is socialist and communist. And then you're going to have the Republican Party that's just sort of New Dealish and anti-constitutionalist. And then you'll have one party. So they're trying to move us more towards Europe. And one of the ways they're going to do it is all this green nonsense. But I want you to listen because this is Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm over the weekend um, talking about this, uh, this uh, what was it, Build Back Better or Green New Deal. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act. We all know that's not what it is. It, it's all part of the New Green Deal. But take a listen to here, and you'll see the point I'm making about how they're going to force you to do this stuff. They're going to force you to pay more, right? They're going to cause inflation. But just think about this. You're not going to get the choice, right, based on these things. Take a listen. And really, you could make the same argument we were talking about tax breaks for adding solar panels, energy efficient windows, appliances, heat pumps. You know, what do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? Well, number one, for your home, yes, there are significant incentives in this bill, which is great, to reduce people's energy costs on a monthly basis. So if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you... All right, folks. Now, here we go. Just to understand the first step. If you're poor enough, um, our taxpayers will pay it for you. I tweeted this over the weekend. It, it, it didn't do it very well. Like most of my best tweets don't do well. The ones that I think are not that great, they go they go crazy. I got one that's getting ready to go viral here. <laughs> Again, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was great. But anyway, I like the Democrats a lot better when they were tax and spend. Now that they're print and spend, they're out of control. You don't, have, I mean, you don't have to even go to the people and go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to take your money to give it to these people over here. Now, I'm just going to print a bunch of money. You know, you'll all pay because it's inflation, but that's fine. So if you're poor enough, we'll let you do this. Now, riddle me this. I mean, if you're that poor, how are you really going to have a home? But, eh, whatever. Anyway, so we'll do all this. Now, I want you to understand how this works. So, all right, uh, you're going to pay for it. So I'm going to get a solar panel on my roof. I'm going to get weatherized, all this green stuff, right? Somebody's going to make that money. Well, let's say for, and I've got a small house, about 1,700 square feet. Let's say I was one of these poor people and I could apply and I get all this stuff. And let's say it's $100,000. That $100,000 goes to a person. That person now has $100,000 in his hot hands. Let's just say I need to get a, 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 a car. Let's say I want to get a used car. And that person also decides to do the prudent thing and buy a used car. Because save a lot of money, have a lot less depreciation when you walk drive off the lot. Well, he's got $100,000 he wasn't counting on in his hand because of this thing that they just passed. Hmm. You think he's going to outbid me? Probably. He's going to outbid a lot of other people. What's going to happen to the price of used cars? You think when he goes down there to the store and they're now charging twice for eggs, twice for coffee, he doesn't care. He just had a boon year. So that's all going to create inflation, right? But she continues, eh, maybe you're not one of those poor people. Let's take a listen to this. 
or moderate income. Today, you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. All right, so if you're moderate income, probably where I'm going to fit in, according to their uh, statistics, you can get 30% off. I don't want 30% off. I've been through this dance. I bought this house in 2001, I believe. And one of the first things they do, they come around, it's an old house. It, you know, it's nice in some ways and not so nice in others. But one of the ways it's not so nice is I got these original <laughs> windows. You can sound, look in them and see the imperfections. And if you ever break a window, it's a pain in the butt because this is a non-standard window that was built in the 50s, literally. Okay. And they have to come out and they have to literally cut it. Okay. And put it up there. So the people will come around and they'll try to explain to you that, oh, you need to get new windows. It's like, I would like new windows. What would be the benefit? Well, it'll cut down on the noise. It's, you know, that's good because these things are real thin. I hear everybody drive by. I hear the squirrels out there. You hear everything. It's just the way it is. Okay. And it'll save on energy. It'll pay for itself. Great. How much? About $3,000. Like um, my energy bill is like a hundred bucks a month. Even before Biden took off, I just don't spend a lot of energy. Even if you save me 20%, that's 80 bucks a month. That's 200. I'm not going to pay for this for 10 years. I don't care what discount you give me. It's not worth it to me to lay out that kind of money to do it. Oh, interesting. That's what you're going to do with the environmental stuff. Okay, guess what? Pass. We're going to make you do it. So right now they're just starting with the, oh, if you're free, you can do it and, and enrich our coffers and cause inflation. If you're low income, you, you know, we're going to, you're going to give you a 30%. Pretty soon they'll get to the point where they're just going to make it, make you do it. They're not far from that, but she continues. Solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outlay at the front. And when they're... See, uh, we're trying 30%. Oh, 30%. How about we finance it for you there? How about those windows instead of paying 3,500 out of pocket, you just pay, no, pass. Finance, they're financed to the, in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's a significant incentive. Same thing with, if you, are, if you don't qualify for the weatherization program, you will be able to, starting next year, get rebates on the, the appliances and equipment that will help you reduce your monthly energy bill by up to 30%. All right, now they're trying rebates. So next year, we got rebates coming, Okay. Believe me, forcing you is going to come not too far. I'm surprised it's not already in the bill. It might well be. But this, folks, think about this. Why do I need to do anything? What if you're sitting here going, look, I, I'm fine with the way my home is now. I mean, I, I'd love to save a little energy, but I don't have the money to make this investment. They're trying everything they can. Believe me, they're going to get around to forcing you to do it, forcing you to buy something you don't need right now. But she finishes, and because she's on Fox, she actually gets hit with this at the very end. Take a listen. All about reducing costs for people. And yet the electricity prices continue to go up. Yeah. All right. And what do you think is going to happen, folks, as a result of this uh, Build Back Better Green New Deal when energy prices go up? Any savings that you might get are going to be eaten up because energy, when you need more electricity, they're going to, it's going to be more in demand, just like the petrol, and the price goes to the roof. So don't worry about that, folks. Again, you can't logic with these people. That's what they claim on. All right, folks, it's the first time in a long time. Looks like I'm going to get to everything I had to say. Uh, all right. Uh, this is uh, Joyce Aline. She teaches out there at the University of Alabama School of Law. She's almost got a million followers now. That is sickening. The 11th Circuit significantly delays Fannie Willis' ability to take Lindsey Gramney's testimony, remanding the case to the U.S. District Court for it to decide if the subpoena can be quashed because of the speech and debate clause. Uh, Joyce, I covered that last week, and I'm not even a law school professor. You're just wrong on that. I read the opinion. The 11th Circuit 
basically slapped down Judge May and said, no, you can't just say, well, because there might be questions that may not implement the speech and debate clause. Therefore, I'm not going to quash the entire subpoena. They did the right thing. They said, no, 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 no. You go back and you limit the subpoena and make sure they understand no questions that implicate speech and debate. Only questions outside of that. So they've called for expedited hearings and things of that nature. Joyce, of course, is really upset because Fannie's got to wait a couple of weeks and we don't have that much time till November. Anyway, like I said, folks, they're going too far and even some Republicans may get some spines here. So, folks, anyway, you are now all caught up the night with the news of the day. I hope that uh, the live stream was okay. Again, a lot going on, as I told you earlier, but uh, we will adjust, adapt, and overcome. And I hope you, if you like this, hope you tune in to the next live stream.